Hello. Welcome to another episode of Two Mamas Uncensored with Brittany and Marlo. Hey, Brittany. Hey, Marlo. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm good, thank you. Good. Well, so I am like super excited about this topic tonight. Me too. I was, I'm so glad you came up with this idea. (laughs) So, um, yeah, so (laughs) today we were like, typically we have our stuff together and we know what we're talking about. Mm -hmm. And then today I was like, huh, what is something that, you know, I think a lot of people don't really maybe know how to talk about or don't really know how to approach, um, their children with this topic so mm-hmm. I was like yep and then you had made a post today and I was like yeah this yeah. is like perfect I know and we'll we'll go into that post a little bit later in that whole situation um but yeah I'm excited to talk about this as well I am as well so um so everyone tonight Brittany and I well actually before we get into that mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm not drinking anything tonight. <laughs> Me neither. Except for a bubbly, another bubbly, my lemon lime or my lime bubbly. I just um, have my huge cup of water tonight. Um, so nothing fun. Sorry, guys. I know. We got to get better with that, right? I know. I know. <laughs> um, yeah. So back to the topic. So Brittany and I are going to talk about... Um, when do we feel like it's appropriate to talk to your kids about the birds and the bees? Yes. And, um, and I know that this is probably going to be different for different people based on, you know, it could be based on how you grew up. Um, you know, how did, did your parents have those conversations with you? Mm -hmm. Um, and or how much did they tell you? How little did they tell you? Or did they not tell you anything? Yeah. So you know. maybe that would be a good starting point. We each can kind of tell, you know, what we experienced growing up and then kind of lead into how we chose to uh, handle it with our children. Yeah, I think that's perfect. You want to start? Ooh. Mine is fairly simple. Um, we didn't talk about it. <laughs> Um, I don't ever recall sitting down with anyone to talk about sex at all. Um, I mean, you know, you'd see stuff on TV and you'd hear friends talk about it, but I didn't really understand sex until probably the day I had sex. (laughs) Oh, wow. Um, Yeah. Um, I mean, you know, we had sex ed in school, but I don't even feel like even then they really it was pretty much don't get pregnant, don't get an STD. But I'm just like, but how do you get pregnant? Um, Like that whole conversation I feel like was missed for me. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think it, it takes away like empowerment when you don't know what you're doing. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, And then you being that I don't know, then I expected, you know, my partner to lead because I don't know what I'm doing or what I'm supposed to be doing or where should I touch? What do you touch? 
um, how any of it works really. Uh, I thought kissing, you can get pregnant or touching or whatever. Like you see people on TV, you don't really know what they're doing. You're just like, so I could probably get pregnant if I'm just like rubbing you. Like, you know, you just don't know. Um, right. So I mean, so long story short, I don't feel like I had the conversation like I should have. <laughs> yeah, no, I, my experience was very, very similar. Um, my mom did not have that conversation with me and I felt like looking back on it. Yeah. A a conversation definitely would have been helpful. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) (laughs) And, you know, it also left me to figure it out through friends because I actually had friends that were having sex and I was not. So I would learn like through their experiences Okay. And th- that isn't always helpful. At all. Like, <laughs> I mean, I'm not sure what age this was, but um, talking to other teens about sex is probably not very helpful. No, it's not. And it just, you know, it left to, it led me to just having like a lot of questions or just not knowing. And I was the same. I was like, I don't know, like, if you can get pregnant through kissing or Mm -hmm. touching, like very similar to you. And it wasn't until now, the nice thing was, is I did have a cousin that was four or five years older than me. And we talked a lot. So she was kind of like my go-to when I had those kind of questions. And I do remember having like sex ed. And I remember those like weird videos um, right. Right. Yep. You know, or even like talking about like, yeah, STDs or menstrual cycles or things like that. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it, it was just, I just didn't get very much. So there you go. <laughs> what was, um, gosh, what was her name? That older lady. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yes something sue right yes i learned whatever i knew from sue yes what was her yeah sue the sex lady (laughs) well was it like sex talk or yes what was it yeah i think it was called sue johansson that's what it was um yeah i i definitely learned <laughs> most of the things from Sue. And then even then, like my jaw was like hitting the floor half the time. I was like, people do what? They do that. <laughs> like, <laughs> oh so, yeah. my gosh. You are so right. I forgot about that lady. And mm-hmm. I think I learned a lot from her too. Yep. <laughs> I'm about to have my kids watch her. <laughs> I'm telling you. <laughs> Take the heat off us. <laughs> right. I'm sure there's some more Sue uh, videos circulating out there. <laughs> oh, girl, I just, it's, it's all on YouTube. Yep. <laughs> you want to watch YouTube? All right, watch this. <laughs> oh, that is awesome. But yeah, I completely forgot about her, but you're absolutely right. Yeah. You know, I definitely learned a lot from her and she was very, um, she actually was very helpful. She was. Yeah. 
Absolutely. She would just put it out there. Yep. And I think that's, I think that's what you need, like growing up. And I know it's awkward, you know, for parents to talk to their children about it, but I mean, it's human nature. Like (laughs) they're going to have sex, you know, they're going to explore their body parts. Um, So why not talk to them about it so that they're at least getting correct information instead of from their peers? Yes, exactly. I love that. And it just a tidbit also um, for our listeners is Brittany and I did not discuss this topic before um, we hopped on here. We discussed, but we did not discuss each other's personal views on it. So we actually really don't have any idea of, um, you know, her thoughts versus my thoughts. If we're on the same page, if we're not on the same page. So um, yep. I guess we will find out. <laughs> I know. I told Marlis, I'm so interested to hear your views. I feel like we like are similar in a lot of ways. So we mm-hmm. might think the same way, even with this. So I was just interested um, in finding out what you think. So I guess my question to you, Marlo, is when do you think the appropriate time to introduce sex to, you know, your child with the topic of it? Yeah. You know, I am going to have to say, so I have kind of a two-part answer. My first part is, you know, I think kids definitely should know before they hit puberty, right? And everyone goes through puberty at a different time. And I also think that because kids are so, have so much access to things now, Yep. that it's better to tell them younger than to wait. And when I say younger, I am looking more like, you know, I don't know, fourth, fifth grade. Right. You know, I think in some kids are a little bit more mature than others. So I also think that's going to play into your approach, how much you tell, mm-hmm. right? Because mm-hmm. with me having boys first, um, that conversation looked really scary because they were immature. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> and I didn't know which way that conversation was going to go. Mm-hmm. And, um, but yeah, I think that it is important um, for us to have those conversations. And here's a funny thing is my daughter is in fifth grade and I have not had that conversation with her yet. Okay. So I'm glad we're talking about this because right? <laughs> it, I know it's a conversation that needs to be had and it's super uncomfortable for me. Right. It's very uncomfortable um, for both the parent and the child. Yeah. But it's definitely needed. I'd rather this uncomfortable conversation instead of uh, like I'm pregnant at such a young age or I have an STD at such a young age, uncomfortable conversation. Yes, I totally agree. Um, But yeah, it's, it's definitely uncomfortable. And I think that it's probably more so uncomfortable in my head than what it really will be. 
Right. Um, I mean, your daughter's very, she's mature anyways. So I think, I think your conversation with her will go really well. And I wouldn't be surprised. It's going to go one or two ways. She's either going to be like, mommy, I don't want to talk about this. (laughs) 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 Or she's going to say, like, it's going to be one of those two ways that it goes. And either way, we still need to have that conversation. Um, The funny fact is I don't remember having that conversation with my first son. Mm -hmm. I don't think I did. Um, I wasn't a super young mom. I had him at 25. Um, But my second son, I do remember having this conversation with him only because he brought it up. But I want to say he was already in middle school. And I remember, I think I overheard him having a conversation with someone. Mm -hmm. And I was just like, oh my God, this is not good. And literally I went and pulled up all these um, pictures of what your privates look like with STDs. (laughs) (laughs) You you did the scare method. (laughs) I did did the scare method. (laughs) (laughs) And I was like, bam here you go right like are you thinking about it now (laughs) right and he's just like mom that is disgusting and I said well that's what that's gonna look like if you don't use a condom yep (laughs) right I said because it doesn't matter like you can't tell right she could Mm -hmm. be the most beautifulest thing in the world you don't know You know, and then we went into the whole pregnancy piece of it. But that was my scare tactic with him. Um, But yeah. So, yeah. So tell me um, what you, what do you think is a good age? So I think, I think it all should be age appropriate. Like I, I personally started at like when they were toddlers and can talk, like we obviously went over their body parts, you know, yes. the opposite sex body parts look like and w- what those uh, parts are called. Um, I've never been a fan of giving like their vagina and penises nicknames. Like we call it vagina, penis, vulva, whatever. Um, so <laughs> if you ever talk to my kids and they say that, it's because that's what we teach them. Um, so I started that off, you know, pretty young and just letting them know like, hey, this is your part. No one touches it but you. And just, you know, teaching them that from the start. Um, yes. No one touches it but you, you know, unless you give them consent, but that's way down the line. So they haven't got to that part yet. <laughs> um, and so just every so often, I'll just start throwing in a little bit more. We haven't got to the actual sex part of things yet. I just, I don't think they're quite old enough yet. Um, my oldest is getting there. He's at eight. He's eight, eight now. Um Gosh, he's about to be nine. How does this happen so fast? Oh my gosh. <sighs> um, so yeah, so he's turning nine soon. So I'll probably um start thinking about, you know, just talking to him about it. Just because kids are hitting puberty so much quicker, you know, now yeah. than what I remember. So I want to catch it before, you know, anyone else catches it and gives them the talk. Um, yes. Or they learn it from their friends or or even like um with electronics. I mean, these kids are on like YouTube and stuff. And so I just want to make sure that they hear it from, you know, me and their dad instead of uh, some other avenue. 
So, I mean, similar to you, I think like right before puberty is really important, but then, you know, just lead up to it, like, mm-hmm. you know, childhood on, just so they'll know, like, you know, what their parts are, who touches those parts, who's not supposed to touch those parts, um, and that sort of thing. Yeah, yeah. No, I totally agree. And, you know, as I'm sitting here listening to you, like, I have like different thoughts that are running through like my mind. And it's funny because, you know, yeah, each kid does hit puberty at different times. And my daughter has not hit puberty, but Mm -hmm. I'm just really curious because I see a lot of the girls that you know, or going into sixth grade. And I feel like over this next year, right, like, is going to be some monumental changes for her. Yep. Like body wise, right? It will be. Yeah. So like, even in relation to like hygiene and everything like that comes with, you know, um, puberty, it's, it's so important to make sure you're talking about that with your kids. And and so I'm curious, what are your thoughts on, like, if you have boys or girls, or maybe you have one of each, do Mm -hmm. you feel like um, it's better for the mom to have a conversation with the girl and the dad to have a conversation with the boy when it comes to, you know, explaining sex? What, What are your thoughts on that? Um, I honestly think it depends on your household dynamic. Um, like for my house, (laughs) everyone that knows my husband knows he doesn't talk that much. (laughs) (laughs) I'm the one like lecturing about everything. Um, and I do, I get his input on things like, Hey, when do you think we should talk to them about this? Or, you know, should we sit down together, talk to them about it? Um, and my situation, I think with my oldest, he would be more receptive if I talk to him just because we have that type of connection. Um, my twins, they would probably be okay if both of us sat down and talked to them about it um, or their dad. It didn't doesn't really matter. And my daughter would probably do better if I just spoke to her alone about it. So I think it just depends on your household dynamic, really. What do you think? Um, yeah. I do agree on that um, because you may have one parent that is definitely, you know, just maybe more comfortable mm-hmm. um, with the conversation versus the other one. I think it would be nice to have that conversation together, right? Um, you know, with your child or children. Um, and I think there's also a part of me that is also like, well, depending on what questions are asked, right? I don't know how comfortable he would be with <laughs> answering those questions. Right. Um, you know, so I guess, it, you know, it really doesn't matter, you know, mm-hmm. what parent does it as long as, you know, you're comfortable with, well, actually no, because you're not going to be comfortable with the conversation. <laughs> um, <laughs> you're just willing to do it and to answer the questions that come through. So, yeah. Um, yeah. I'm super not comfortable now that I'm thinking about this at all. Um, and it's funny because there's no real rhyme or reason why I'm not comfortable. I think right. it's part, I, you know, what runs through my head 
and this might sound really stupid, um, what runs through my <laughs> head is after I explain this, then I feel like, okay, so, you know, is my daughter going to always think every time we're in the room, we're having sex? Yeah. <laughs> right? Yes. Like, <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> right. Like, what are y'all doing? Why is the door closed? <laughs> right. <laughs> are you making the birds and the bees? Right. Yep. <laughs> That's true. I mean, I don't think that's stupid at all. I mean, you. I feel like once you know that they know what sex is, you're just like, are they always going to assume? Like, <laughs> no, I get it. Yeah. So that, you know, that's kind of what runs through my mind is just that whole, the it's the aftermath, right, mm-hmm. of that topic. And yeah. then her kind of always looking at me like, it's weird. It's like, I it's so weird. Like, I was like, I don't want her to look at me differently, but at the same time, she's going to be like, okay, so you've had three kids. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Like this is where my brain goes. It's not so much of the conversation. It's the aftermath of the conversation. No, I get it. And then like this type of conversation, I don't feel like it should be like a one and done type situation. It should be continuous. Um, just so that they will know that, you know, there's nothing taboo about sex. Um, and I think it's important for them to understand that they can come to you um, to talk about it at any time. Um, mm-hmm. So I want to, that's, that's the part I want to change when it comes to my kids, because like I said, growing up, it just wasn't talked about. Um so I never, you know, I never felt empowered in my own body. Um, I always felt like I gave that control away. Mm. <clears throat> so I think it's really, really important, to just, especially for our daughters, um, because, you know, I feel like guys are always, you know, looked at as being like in power when it comes to sex. And so a lot of times the um, our girls don't feel like they are. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think so more so for the for our daughters, it's really, really important for us to let them know, like, you know, this is your body. You're going to have sexual urges. Um, no one should be forcing you to do anything you don't want to do. I mean, same with boys, but, you know, you know how it is. Yeah. With girls. yeah. Um, and just let them know, like, and it's OK to have sex. Like, I don't want it to be a taboo topic. Um, even for, I mean, my daughter's only four, but I want her to be in way more control than what I was. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I totally agree. And I think like you said earlier, you know, the more knowledge you have, you know, the more empowered you're mm-hmm. going to feel. Exactly. You know, so it's like when they don't know, you know, they're kind of left to make a choice without having all the information that they need. Exactly. And that's not really fair. At all. Um, I mean, it took me to, gosh, recently to feel like, Brittany, what are you doing? And honestly, what happened was I had started listening to a podcast um, and it's two women on there. And I think they were like mid twenties when they first started it. And they are so empowered when it comes to sex. And I was just like, wow, y'all tell the guy this, you, you let them know, like, this is what you want. I was just 
shocked that like women even like talk this way when dealing, you know, with other men or women, whatever. And I was just like, oh my gosh, I like lost all these years just letting these guys do whatever <laughs> and not telling them what I like and what I want them to do. <laughs> right. Um, right. And so I feel like, you know, that was kind of stolen from me not having that knowledge. Yeah, no, I agree. And I think that, you know, and I guess this is just coming from way back when is that, um, like you said, men have always been very empowered, right? When it comes to sex, women um, have 10, have tended, if that's even a word, um, (laughs) to be more submissive, right? In the bedroom and not to really talk about their needs, their wants, their pleasures, things exactly. like that. Now, you know, now things look different, but I wouldn't say that every woman feels empowered or comfortable ha- right. still having those conversations to this day. Exactly. That's so true. And then when we see women, you know, I mean, if you want to get on, like, push this a little further out, right? Mm -hmm. Like, when you look at the songs like um, Megan and Cardi, right? Oh, yeah. Um, You have people that are on two ends of the spectrum with that song. Um, I can't remember the name of the song right now. Um, But you know what I'm talking about. Um, You have people are either like, oh, my God. Oh, is that what you're talking about? Huh? WAP. Yes. Yes. Thank you. <laughs> How could I forget that? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, you have people that's on two ends of the spectrum. They're either like, yes, get it. Right. Or they're what? like, oh my God, I cannot believe this. Yeah. You know, and I love it. Like, you know, when you're kind of, when that song was super popular, you would scroll through TikTok and you would see like grandmas singing this song, Mm -hmm. you know, and it was just like, yes, but it also just kind of goes to show you like, if this was men singing this song, maybe not the exact song, but a song, you know, that fits them, then I think it would be very, it would be perceived differently. Well, I mean, men makes music make music like that all the time, and no one even bats the eye. That's true. But as soon as like a woman makes a song like that, like, oh my gosh, what is she doing? Um, and I feel like that's just how sex has been, you know, since forever. But I personally like seeing um, women taking control and taking their power back when it comes to sex. Um, I think it's awesome, actually. Yeah, no, I totally agree. Yeah. And, and, you know, it just really goes back to, I think, how we were brought up and yeah, how much our parents have empowered us to feel this way and to be able to have these conversations and feel safe with having these conversations. Exactly. You know, yeah. and I guess, you know, part of that is, you know, the piggyback on some of this is like, I wonder if there's some parents that are hesitant out there of having these conversations with their kids because they feel like that opens up the door of them wanting to have sex. You know, I was I was thinking that earlier when you had mentioned this topic. Um, 
because I I think it's kind of I think it's kind of twofold because yeah, it might pique their interest. Um or it might make them think like, okay, I know enough, like I don't need to, you know, experiment. Or, mm-hmm. you know, it can it can kind of go both ways. I mean, I don't know. What do you Yeah. Well, you know, I agree. I think that when you're having this conversation and you're explaining it, I think it's that part in there where you're explaining like, this is something that two people do when they love each other. Right. Mm -hmm. Now I know for some, right. They're like, Nope, you're going to wait till you get married and blah, blah, blah. This is what you do with your husband or this is what you do or with your wife. Now, I haven't really thought that far ahead um, on how I would approach that because, yes, obviously I would like for her to wait mm-hmm. until she's married. And maybe that's the approach I'll take. I don't know. But I think just giving them all that information, I don't think it's going to, you know, open Pandora's box where they're going to be like oh I just want to go try this yeah sure there might be a little bit Mm -hmm. curious but I don't think it's going to be anything that they don't are I don't think it's going to heighten the curiosity more than it already does with them watching certain tv scenes or you know seeing people kiss or what have you yeah I agree yeah I think with my kids um I started having sex a little early, um, probably a little too early, and especially not knowing what the hell I was doing. Um, I just want my kids to be informed. Um, yes. I don't necessarily care when they start having sex. Like, obviously, I'd prefer if they wait, you know, not have sex as early as I did. But um, I just want them to be informed, and I want them to know that that's what they want to do, and they're not being forced into it. Yeah. Um, and that they're doing it, you know, in a safe way. Um, I think those are the most important things for me um, for when I do start having this talk with them. And then also just letting them know, like, um, you don't have to feel ashamed to come to me. Like, if you do need protection, let me know. Like, we'll get you protection. Like, once you know it's that time, you know, where you're like, mom, I'm having some urges let me know so I can, you know, help you out. Like, I don't, I don't want to be a grandmother super young. (laughs) Right. Um, And I don't want them getting any STDs. I just want them to be safe about it and feel okay about it in their decision. Yeah. Um, So I think that's another reason it's super important to, because you're going to have sex when you want to have sex. Like um, (laughs) I remember when I was young, I can't remember how old I was, but um, my uncle's like, you're not going to have a boyfriend until you're 30. I think that's what he said. Um, and I was like, sorry for you, but I've been already had it start having <laughs> um, Luckily, it was with my husband. But <laughs> now. Um, but yeah, I just, I don't know. I just, I just want them to make sure that they're safe and it's something that they want to do. And, you know. Yeah. And they're not forcing anyone to do it either. I think that's you know, a huge thing, especially, especially with boys, we focus so much time on our girls, like, mm-hmm. you know, telling them, you know, how all this should play out. But I don't think we tell our boys enough, like, 
don't force anyone to do this. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. um, if the girl's ready, she's ready, but that's not, or boy, whoever they choose to have sex with. Um, if they're not ready, they're not ready. Like, and just make sure our boys are being respectful um, when they do start having sex. Yeah. No, I totally agree on that. Um, yes, having that conversation because with sex comes responsibility, right? And I remember having a conversation with my son, telling him never to have sex with someone if they were intoxicated. Mm-hmm. That's a big one. Right. Whether y'all are smoking weed, whether you're drinking alcohol, whatever. Absolutely. Um, do not do it. You know, now it's one thing if it's like your girlfriend of a couple of years or whatever, you right. know, but you know, if you just out smash him, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. right. Um, like just don't do that. Make good choices. And, you know, if someone, even though someone may, they, it may seem like they're saying yes, but they're telling you no, like again, no yeah, it's body no. language. Yeah. No means no. And don't yeah. do it. You know, or maybe be that gentleman and say, hey, you know, I know like we probably both want to do this, but let's wait since we're both intoxicated. I don't want us to Mm -hmm. wake up and regret this. Absolutely. I think that's very important. Yeah. So I do think it's important to have those conversations with our boys. Mm -hmm. Um, Because again, if we leave it up to them, assuming or having conversations with other people, you know, AKA their friends, um, it may not play out that way. Yep. Absolutely. Um, so I'd have a question, um, for you. Uh, I don't know if you ever caught your boys or anything, but what are your takes on like masturbation with your children? Like talking to them about it or have you caught any of your children? Like had to talk to them. Yeah, that's another really uncomfortable topic. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Lord. Um, So the beautiful thing is is that I've never caught my boys. Now, how that happened, I don't know. Because I'm going to tell you what. I've heard some stories from some friends with their boys, right? And I'm just like, you did what? And you saw what? (laughs) girl so so I um, I'm happy that I've never had that experience and with that being said I do understand that it is a very normal um act Mm -hmm. if you will um for kids to explore their bodies now the the very interesting thing about that is and I guess I probably need to do a little bit more research on this is do they even really understand because I'm going to tell you I want to say that um kids five and six right Mm -hmm. um will do that and I'm and I'm very curious to know like for them is it is it the sensation it is. is it okay I I've read a little bit about it and Again, like I told y'all, I used to listen to that sex positive podcast. Um, and from my understanding, I mean, kids as young as babies, like touch themselves. They don't realize what they're doing. Yeah, It's just like rubbing your arm, like, oh, that feels good. 
they don't really know what they're doing. Um, and so like, as they get older, they just continue doing it. Cause that's, you know, it feels good to, I have one of my boys, you will always catch him with his hand down his pants. Like, <laughs> <laughs> um, right. And I think when it comes to that, just teaching them like, you know, especially the girls, but boys too, make sure you're using clean hands. Um, again, just making sure they're doing it safely and privately. Yes. Um, letting them know, like, if you do want to do this, make sure you're alone <laughs> by yourself completely. Um, but again, that's one of those things. It's like natural is human nature. Um, yeah. And again, considering I like developed slowly, like with the soul sex thing, I think it's important, like as you get older, you know how to please yourself <laughs> before having someone else please you. Like, Mm -hmm. I think that's so important because then you'll know like what you like and then you can, again, be empowered. Um, And then another thing, I'd rather you please yourself than you go out here messing with anyone else. Sure. (laughs) It's so much safer. Yeah. Um, So luckily I, other than, you know, my kid with his hands on his pants, I really haven't caught any of my boys. They're still fairly young. but I mean, I think it's important not to make a big deal about it, about it, to make mm-hmm. them think that it's a bad thing. Like you shouldn't touch yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, just, just telling them the, you know, the safety precautions and, and that whole thing. Yeah, no, I totally agree. Um, and I think as parents, right, that can also be a super awkward thing to catch your kids doing. And especially, I mean, whether it's younger or older, whether it's male or female. Mm-hmm. Um, but just knowing that it is normal for that to happen. It does not. Here's where my mind first went to when I thought about that many, many years ago is the first place my mind went to is, oh my God, somebody's been touching them. Right. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Only that's the therapy part of me. Right. <laughs> is saying, oh my gosh, why is this person doing this? Somebody must have touched them. And then after obviously doing research, I was like, oh, okay, this is so normal. Right. Um, but yeah, that's kind of where my brain went to was, oh, who's been touching you? That's interesting. And I've, some, like, so many parents will, like, you know, force their kids to stop or, and I'm like, why? <laughs> it's their body. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. how is like them touching their penis or vulva or anything any different than them rubbing their leg or scratching yeah. their head? I'm like, it's their body. Like they can touch it all they want. It's theirs. Yeah. Um, so I always find it interesting that parents is like, oh no, you can't be doing that. Why? Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. We don't want you doing it in public. Right. Exactly. <laughs> and that's where the whole teaching moment come in at. You tell them where and when and how, you know, safely they can do it. Um, definitely don't do it in public. I don't want to see anybody in jail. <laughs> oh, Lord. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's very interesting. And I think um, a really great spinoff to this topic, mm-hmm. um, because we did take it kind of up a little bit. Mm-hmm. is I would love to do a podcast on how, I guess, from a woman's perspective or a mom's perspective of masturbation um, mm. during like 
porn, like watching porn. Oh yeah. Right. So I know for, and, and we, and we could end this after this, but also thinking about, because I do know some women where their husbands watch porn right. um, and they, they have a problem with it because they're mm-hmm. masturbating or what have you. Um, and they kind of see that as a form of like cheating. Interesting. So I think that's definitely something that we can do a whole podcast on. Oh yeah, most definitely. And maybe we can, maybe we can even bring a guest on for that one. Okay. You know, so if any of you were out there and maybe we could do two, maybe one that's opposed and why, and maybe one that's like, "Mm, I don't really care. It's fine. Okay. Yeah. That'd be fun. That's yeah. really, really good. Um, yeah, I would love to hear other people's take on that. I know I have my own, you know, opinions on it, but I'd love to hear it. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, y'all can tell I'm pretty open to <laughs> a lot. I'm just like, watch more yeah. and have fun, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my yeah. gosh. Oh, uh, before we jump, I did want to um, touch on... Um, what one of my sons experienced. Um, at yes, I think, yes. I think this will probably be a good, you know, little closer and just a tidbit of information to parents. Um, so my um, son came home and he said that, you know, he was in lunch and a little kid told him to, you know, look the other way. You know how kids do like, look that way. And there's really, you're not really looking at anything. Mm-hmm. Um he told him to do that. And when he did that, the little kid touched his penis. Um, and so my son immediately went to a teacher and told them what happened. And then, you know, the school did everything that they should have done. Um, they pulled the kid to the side and, and then the next day they brought in counselors and had a counselor for that kid. They, I emailed the teacher and asked that she move the kid, you know, away from my son the next day, which they were already planning on doing. Um, And so I think as parents, it's really, really important, as I mentioned earlier, to start talking to your kids when they're little about their body parts um, and who can touch them and when and who to tell when someone does touch them inappropriately. Mm -hmm. Um, Because, you know, had I not been doing that with my son, he may have not known that that was inappropriate and that he should tell someone. Um, So definitely teaching them, you know, bad touch. Um, I don't really think any touch is good unless it's consent. Correct. Um, like even touching my shoulder, like, or any, I am not a toucher and I'm sure you heard this in one of the previous episodes. Like, I don't like being touched period. Um, and so I like to be, you know, asked or, you know, can I give you a hug? Sure. You can give me a hug. Um, and I think that's that's really important. And we could have probably a whole episode on on this as well. <laughs> mm-hmm. But um, well, I, think, yeah. I think this just feeds into um, the whole sex talk and making sure your kids are aware of, you know, their body parts really and, and who shouldn't and should, you know, touch them. No, I agree. And, and I, another reason this is really important, and this is kind of coming more from a therapeutic side, is that had you not had those conversations with your kids and this incident happened, right? Mm-hmm. Your son would have been super confused. Right. Right. He could have been scared. Yep. Not knowing 
how to tell you or what to say or confused about, is that normal? Like, does, can anybody just touch my body? And then right. he could have went around touching other people's bodies. Exactly. You know, and long-term and, or he could have been afraid and he could have just started to internalize that. And so that is another reason, you know, Mm -hmm. to have those conversations with your kids on their body parts and right. Who can touch. And we had a pediatrician that would ask our children that who can touch you. Yep. And she would always be like, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to look, I'm just looking, Yes. you know, and then she would be like, so who can look and who can touch, Mm -hmm. you know, and then, you know, yeah. If they, whatever they said, if it was right, she'd be like, yep, absolutely. Or if it was wrong, she'd be like, well, actually we don't want that person to look or touch. <laughs> right. Yep. Um, but yeah, it's important to have those conversations with our kids. Super I, do that. I do that often. Like when my kids are taking showers or, you know, I'm like, who can touch your penis? And sometimes they'll say you or daddy. And I'm like, no, we shouldn't even touch your penis. Like, unless, you know, you're telling me something's wrong with it. Right. Um, and or it's hurting or whatever. I was like, other than that, I shouldn't be touching your penis either. Yep. Um, so you're just making sure you're setting those um, healthy boundaries with your children so that they know that their body part is their body part. Yes. And we have to be able to empower our kids in every aspect, mm-hmm. right? Because kids grow up with not allow uh, not a lot of power. No. You know, and as parents, sometimes we take the power away that actually they should have. Yep. You know, and that in itself is a whole nother topic, but it's really important because I believe that's, that's one of the reasons why so many kids these days have anxiety. Um, Absolutely. Absolutely. And they I, just don't have any control over and anything. I think. I think this would actually be another really good topic to talk about. I mean, even with my kids, if they're like crying or something and flailing on the floor, I say, Hey, is it okay if I, you know, pick you up? Um, mm-hmm. They don't answer and they're still flailing. Like, so they won't get hurt and say, I'm going to pick you up now um, yeah. just to keep that line of communication open. And I feel like, you know, that's really important. Like even with like giving hugs to people, they don't want to give hugs to or kisses. They don't want to give kisses to ask my kid for a hug and they say, no, I'm going to step in like they said, no. So don't try to make them hug you. (laughs) I think that is very, very important. Yeah. Perfect. Well, I think this was such a great topic and I really, really enjoyed it. Me too. We can have so many different spinoffs. Oh, yes. I'm going to listen back and listen to all those spinoffs we can have. Yeah. (laughs) Notes. And if there's anyone out there that, you know, has a topic that you would love for Brittany and I to um, do a podcast on, definitely just let us know. Um, We would love that. Um, Since you're so good at sharing how to contact us, you want to tell our audience how to contact us? (laughs) Yes. Um, So you can email us at two mamas, the number two uncensored. So number two mamas uncensored at gmail.com. Um, or you can hit us up on Instagram, um, to mamas uncensored underscore podcast. Again, the number two mamas uncensored. Um, you can hit us up on either of those. Uh, I am going to try to get more active on Instagram. I will not lie to you. I'm, 
I am Facebook all the way, <laughs> but I'm trying to get more active on Instagram. Um, so yeah, so definitely shoot us a message on there. Um, comment on any of our posts if you have any suggestions or yeah, anything. Perfect. Well, yeah. Brittany, thank you so much for hosting with me as you always do. This is wonderful. <laughs> I'm looking forward to all of our other topics. Yeah, was, this one was a really good one. And I do want to say if you heard my loud kids earlier, I apologize. This is this is real mama stuff here, I'm telling you. <laughs> so if y'all heard them in the background, yep, they're here. <laughs> oh, it was fine. My dog was snoring. So thank you all so much for listening again. And we really have um, really appreciate all the support we've been getting. Absolutely. All right. Well, everyone have a good night and we'll talk to you soon. Yes. Good night. Bye. Bye.